0: This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent
1: Herbicide. 620 CKRM is proud to be your voice for everything ag. Welcome to Sask ag Today with your host, Ryan Young.
0: Hey, good afternoon and welcome to Sask Ag Today. It's brought to you by Milligan Bio, the leading buyer of heated and damaged canola in Saskatchewan wants to buy your seed. Visit MilliganBio.com. It's day number four here at Canadian Western Agribition here in Regina, and we got plenty of agribition content for you today. That includes the crowning of the first ever Miss Rodeo Agribition. We spoke with the winner earlier this morning, and she was pretty ecstatic when she found out she was the winner elsewhere the grain expo was a two-day event here at agribition it wrapped up the other day had a chance to follow up with the MC of the event jim smalley and he gave a recap of how day two went also i spoke with the fine folks of the booth straight directly to my left the international rural exchange canada they're promoting a program that they have spoke with Cody Glyden earlier this morning. It's kind of like the exchange student program that you would find in high schools and stuff, but it's more for the agriculture sector. So we're going to hear a little bit more details on that. And, of course, what would the show be complete though talking about Bill C-234? The senators in the upper chamber were debating that again the other day. Farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. You're listening to Sask Ag today on The Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRN.
1: This is Saskag today with 620 CKRM Ag News Director Ryan Young.
0: Saskag today is brought to you by Johnston's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection, and Farm Fresh Water, fix your water problems. Visit farmfreshwater.ca. The second and final day of the Grain Expo at Agribition wrapped up yesterday. Retired AgriNews news journalist and former 620 CKRM Agri-News director Jim Smalley was the MC for the two-day event and said it didn't disappoint.
2: It was a very interesting second day of the Grain Expo at Canadian Western Agribition. We had Dan McCann, founder and CEO of Precision AI, talk about the future of farming. And drones are the future for spraying and crop monitoring. It's a future revolution in farming, according to him. He sees increased precision, increased yields, and you will use 50 to 70% less spray. It's not yet legal in Canada. It is being done, but it's not yet legal in Canada. But he says that will soon change. Also today, the Water Security Agency gave a presentation and the room was full. There was... The room uh, registration is approximately 800 for the two-day grain expo, and it was full this morning. The interesting material from the Water Security Agency discussed the wetlands and the fact that 86% of Saskatchewan wetlands are still intact. So we've drained a lot of wetlands, yes, but 86% of them are still intact. And proper drainage, they said, studies have found... In, in Saskatchewan, they expect proper drainage can increase the gross domestic product, that's the economic growth, by 15%. But it must be done responsibly. That's to avoid, you know, downstream flooding, to avoid other problems. Aliyah Clark from the Water Security Agency spoke of ramping up irrigation in the province. I think it was like 15,000 acres last year the year before. They're looking at 50,000 this coming year or two and the Lake Diefenbaker project was one of several she outlined. Lake Diefenbaker project, which of course has been talked about in length, is one of the major projects and they're looking at expanding the acreage for irrigated area in Saskatchewan by roughly $340,000. This is a preliminary look because it must be affordable to farmers. And that's kind of some of the highlights for Day 2 of the Grain Expo. And you mentioned
0: the strong attendance. What does that kind of say in your opinion?
2: It says that there's really good topics and a lot of interest among farmers for looking at things like today's other topics included uh, farm succession, how to move the family farm from one generation to the next, and also digitizing your farm. In other words, more high-tech material. So those were two other topics, and also they had uh, a fellow from the crop development center in Saskatoon discussing you know the development of new crops and the return on investment is 12 to 1 for every dollar that they put into crop breeding and crop development 12 dollars comes back to the economy in Saskatchewan so certainly well worthwhile.
0: The Grain Expo was held in the Queensbury Convention Center within Real District. You're listening to Sask Ag today on 620 CKRM, the voice of Saskatchewan. Staying on the topic of agribition, we're going to talk about a program that a non-profit organization is promoting, in an effort to get people to gain work experience and skills on a farm overseas or in the foreigner's case, here in Canada.
1: We're back with Sask Ag today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: Welcome back to the program. A non-profit organization is at Agribition to raise awareness of a program that offers an opportunity to gain experience and skills on a farm overseas or here in Canada for foreigners. A Way to Work is run by International Rural Exchange Canada. Tamara Stephanie is the organization's inbound coordinator for the program. She says it's for anyone 18 to 35 years old who is interested in working on a variety of agriculture industries.
3: That's correct. We have um, cropping placements, equine, livestock, uh, beef and dairy cattle, a variety of placement opportunities in horticulture and viticulture as well. And on the outbound side, if someone's looking to take a gap year and they don't have as much work experience, they could go into a hospitality or au pair type position um, as a, just a high school graduate. A
0: paid work placement, whether abroad or in Canada, typically lasts 3 to 12 months. Stephanie noted her daughter participated in the program.
3: Well, my daughter went abroad this summer. She did a hospitality placement in the UK, and for her, I really saw a huge personal growth um, just her confidence and the way that she is willing to try anything now um, she really grew in in terms of her confidence for sure um, our outbound participants in agriculture come back saying that they have a renewed passion for agriculture and they want to pursue a career in the industry and on the hosting side we have farms that tell us that they could not do what they do with out trainees on their farm and they really make lifelong connections i just talked with a host family the other day who um, went this summer to a wedding in europe of a trainee that was on their farm 10 years ago so these aren't um you know just short-term workers that come to your farm often they'll become a part of your family and you'll maintain a connection with them much into the future
0: stephanie added it's great to have on a resume as well
3: whether it's related to the industry that you choose to go into or it's a gap year experience like hospitality, employers will see that and appreciate the soft skills that you've gained. Adaptability, um, appreciation for other cultures, ability to work with anyone, anywhere. And just the fact that you took the risk of going out and working abroad is very attractive to an employer.
0: Several European countries, New Zealand, the U.K., the U.S., and Japan are places that participants can do their work experience. Peyton Fankanol, who is from the Camrose, Alberta area, took part in the program from the fall of 2021 to Christmas 2022 to put her university degree to use and build her skill set. During that time, she first worked at a ranch in Washington State before working at a riding school in Ireland, then another farm in Sweden.
4: It's a lot because it's not only just the skill set that I have in agriculture, but also soft skills, like just being open-minded, confident in yourself, uh, being able to problem solve. Um, and one of my, I actually worked in Sweden as well in a dressage barn. And one story I always like to tell is, uh, my first time grocery shopping, um, everything was in Swedish. So I wasn't quite sure what I was buying. So Google Translate and the help of strangers was, was a great asset. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was just, uh a different experience, you know, just being able to problem solve and, and figure out things in the heat of the moment um, but then also just being able to take stuff back to my own family farm um, like for example, we never used to use ultrasound to preg check our, our cows and now that's all we do because I saw how well it worked um, when I was working in Washington so just things like that, implementing some different rotational grazing practices stuff like that that you just get away from what you're used to and try something different
0: she encourages people to consider getting involved in the program
4: I would say definitely do it. Um, if you are interested, you can contact us at awaytowork.ca or email us at travel at awaytowork.ca. Um, you can find us on our website and we have a lot of information there if you just want to check things out and see if it's something you'd be interested in. Um, and our outbound team, we set up one-on-one interviews with all of our potential trainees and then they can just have that one-on-one, get to see, you know, what they want to do where they want to go, things like that. So yeah, if you're interested in traveling abroad, this is a great and safe way to do it.
0: You can find their booth at the Affinity Plex and where we are, they're just directly to our left. You're listening to Sask Egg today. After the break, we'll hear today's egg review.
1: You're tuned in to Sask Egg today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. Today's Ag Review
0: with Doug Falconer of GX94 is brought to you by Karst Holdings in Asitaboya and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell, your locally owned Integra Tire dealers. And My Grain Exchange, ready to market your 2023 crop? Head over to MyGrainExchange.com. Try their low-risk grain auctions.
5: The Ice Futures canola market moved within a wide range during the week ended yesterday, hitting some of its best levels in a month before running into resistance at the highs. With traders in the United States moving to the sidelines for the U.S. Thanksgiving holiday, activity should be thin and choppy until Monday. Speculators moving money around accounted for much of the activity, with movement in the Chicago soybean market in reaction to Brazilian weather forecasts, another feature. While canola fell yesterday, the nearby trend is still pointing higher. That's according to Markets Farm analyst Mike Jubinville with speculative fund traders holding a large net short position in canola. He expects the January contract will need to close above $735 per metric ton to trigger a more sustained move higher, with $750 the next upside target. Agriculture and Agri-Food Canada has slightly adjusted its supply and demand estimates for November. AAFC published its latest outlook for principal field crops on Tuesday. Of Canada's major crops, the department left the 2023-24 ending stocks for canola at 1 million metric tonnes and all wheat at 3.6 million, while all other reported crops were left unchanged. Exports for 2023-24 were much the same, with canola standing pat at 7.7 million tonnes and all wheat at 21.3 million. There were small tweaks to barley, easing back to 2.73 million metric tons, and oats dipped to 2.4 million. As for this year's domestic usage, AAFC included several slight alterations, but left canola at 10.274 million metric tons, and all wheat at 8.718 million. The November report is AAFC's last before Statistics Canada issued its survey-based production report, scheduled for December 4th. With most of Manitoba's sunflower harvest believed to be almost complete for 2023, yields have proven to be better than expected. That's according to Dennis Lang at Manitoba Agriculture. He notes Manitoba yields were estimated at 2,500 to 2,800 pounds per acre. Earlier this fall, those yields came in at 2,000 to 2,400 pounds per acre, which was better than the forecast for 1,990 from Statistics Canada. When Manitoba Agriculture published its last crop report of 2023 on October 24th, it listed the sunflower harvest at 58% complete province-wide. At that time, 80% of sunflowers in the central region had been combined, with 60 percent each in the eastern and interlake regions, while 35 percent was harvested in the southwest. With decent weather lately for southern Manitoba, Lang placed the sunflower harvest at around 95 percent complete, with the interlake still somewhat behind. It's the time of year when seed companies roll out their latest soybean offerings and growers will have dozens of new varieties to choose from in 2024. They'll also have expanded options from Nutrien Ag Solutions in the future. Loveland Products, Incorporated, a subsidiary of Nutrien, recently announced its acquisition of a soybean breeding program from BASF. The program includes breeding sites in Marion, Arkansas, and Leland, Mississippi, adding to Nutrien's in-house seed portfolio under the Loveland Products Dynagro brand. In the announcement, Nutrient states that by integrating innovative technologies, breeding and agronomy specific to soybeans, the company aims to provide whole-acre solutions that enable soybean growers to realize the full potential of their crops. Health Canada is lifting a ban on blood donations from people who lived or traveled in the United Kingdom, Ireland or France for long periods of time in the 1980s and 1990s. The decades-long rule was a precaution to prevent the transmission of BSE through blood transfusions from people who had a higher likelihood of being exposed. Canadian Blood Services says almost 30 years of research and surveillance has made it clear that people who weren't eligible to donate under the travel criteria can do so safely. The agency's medical officer says lifting the ban will not impact the safety of the blood supply and will allow thousands more people to donate much-needed blood. The news came hours after Health Canada authorized HEMA Quebec, which manages the blood supply in Quebec, to remove the same ban. The change takes effect across Canada on December 4th. And that's today's Ag Review. I'm Doug Falconer.
1: It's your Saskag Today weather, on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: Today the forecast is looking pretty cold. Mainly sunny, winds up to 15 clicks, high of minus 8 degrees with the wind chill near minus 23. Clear tonight with winds up to 15 kilometers an hour also. A low of minus 23 with the wind chill minus 23 still this evening, so no factor there. But overnight, it'll feel like minus 33 and a risk of some frostbite, so stay warm. Tomorrow, sunshine, winds from the southwest at 20 gusting to 40 kilometers an hour near noon. High of minus 2, minus 32 with the wind chill in the morning, then minus 8 in the afternoon. And a low of minus 12 for tomorrow. Partly cloudy on Saturday with a 30% chance of flurries, also windy, high of minus 1, low minus 11. Partly cloudy on Sunday, high of minus 2, low minus 5. Cloudy on Monday, high of minus 1, to low minus 6. Tuesday, partly cloudy, high of minus 1, to low minus 7. And Wednesday, partly cloudy, high of minus 1. Normal highs for the period are at minus 4. Normal lows minus 14. Sun rose at 8.25 this morning. Sun will set at 5.04 p.m. Around the province in Estevan and Yorkton minus 10, Swift Current minus 7, Saskatoon and Weyburn minus 12. The warmish spot in the province is in Maple Creek at minus 4.7, cool spot in Stony Rapids at minus 17.5 degrees. In Regina, mainly sunny sky, northwest wind at 16 kilometers an hour, humidity 60%, temperature minus 11 degrees or 12 Fahrenheit. Barometric pressure at 103.9 and rising. In Moose Jaw, mainly sunny, north northwest wind at 5, temperature also minus 11. Again in Regina, mainly sunny, northwest wind at 16, temperature minus 11. Back in a moment.
1: Catch up with all your ag news anytime at saskagtoday.com. Now, back to Saskag Today with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: This portion of Sask Egg today from Agribition is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers where you're guaranteed the best buying and selling experience. McDougalAuction.com Ari Dick has been crowned the first ever Miss Rodeo Agribition. She was ecstatic when her name was called.
6: I was overjoyed. I was there's so many emotions running through my body. I'm pretty sure I cried. I've, I just remember feeling tears running down my face and and everyone just smiling at me and giving me hugs and it was just it felt really out of body almost. Like I never thought in a million years I would be in a position like this and for it to happen, I'm I'm so grateful for aggravation aggravation in total. 8-year-old me is like is is screaming right now cuz I've I'm making a childhood dream for myself come true that I honestly never knew I had because um, I grew up watching Miss Rodeo Canada get crowned every year and and I never thought I'd be a rodeo queen myself, but here I am and, and I'm, I'm so thrilled for what the year is going to bring.
0: Ari added her family and friends were proud when her name was called last night during the Maple Leaf Finals Rodeo.
6: I had my parents in the crowd, a bunch of friends, uh, and and some other people that I went to school with who didn't even know I was running in this because I I tried to keep it a little bit on the down low because I didn't want to jinx anything of course. But my parents are extremely proud of me um, to be in a role like this. It, I've, I feel I hope I've made my parents very proud. My friends are just so overjoyed for me. They ran up to me, gave me a big hug. They bought me flowers and. It just the support my friends and family have shown me over the last two days has been incredible and it showed me that no matter what i do i have a support system in place for me and that means the absolute world to me
0: not only did she get a crown but for the next year she will be the ambassador for canadian western Agribition.
6: so I'm, I'm so grateful to be attending any events with them that they need me at and that i would love to I would love to participate in any event that I am invited to. And I, I can't wait to go to different events, meet a ton of people. And yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of really cool things coming. Um, so stay tuned.
0: She talked about the different aspects of the competition, and one of those being uh, public speeches. The 19-year-old from White City is a welder, believe it or not, which was the theme of her speech. She talked about the challenges of a woman being in the trades.
6: the thing that people don't really know is that only six percent of of workers in trades are female um we're a very small minority and every every day every year there are more women joining the trades and i really want i really want to show young girls and boys and anybody that if you put your mind to something and it's completely out of the normal but it's what you love to do then do it because it's you feel so rewarded and fulfilled in life, doing something that you're passionate about versus doing a job that you're doing just because of whatever and you're not enjoying it. Your, your life will be so much more fulfilled if you're doing something that you are passionate about and truly love doing. And for me, welding is an art. It's an art form in itself. I Every day I strive to lay down the perfect weld bead and, and just make sure that all of my welds are strong enough to pass inspection, and then, and so that in the, when they're working in the field and when m- the machine I have built is completed, that it will last and it will, and the farmer can use it for years to come and not have to come in every after every seeding or every harvest to get it fixed.
0: She is currently taking her post-secondary education at Saskatchewan Polytechnic in Moose Jaw, and that was the champion report. Brought to you by 2S Auctioneers Online Auction House. Start bidding today at 2S Auctioneers.ca. And brought to you by Nelson GM in RV in Assiniboia and Avonlea. Stop by Nelson GM today or visit them online at nelsongm.ca. You're listening to Sask Ag Today on the Voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM. We're here live from Canadian Western Agribition. Coming up next is the latest developments on Bill C-234. Again, you're listening to SaskAg today on 620 CKRM.
1: You're tuned in to SaskAg today on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: This segment of SaskAg today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineer tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town number yard, big on service. com. Bill C-234 wasn't on the Senate's agenda yesterday, but it still managed to get a workout. Things were tense once again in the upper chamber as Federal Environment Minister Stephen Gibo paid a visit to answer questions, and as expected, Tory senators like Donald Plett went after the minister on the government's opposition to Bill 234. Plett accused Gibo of trying to coerce senators to vote against the bill.
2: Come clean about what you're doing, Minister. You want a specific outcome on Bill C-234 and you're calling around to Senators to make sure you get it. If that's not being whipped, Minister, what
0: is? With all due respect, Senator, there's a world of difference between talking to someone and pressuring someone and whipping someone into doing something or voting in a certain way. You asked me how many did I pressure or, or whip and the answer is zero. Plett decided to take a different approach.
2: So Minister, will you keep your promise? and resign. If Bill C-234 is passed in its original form, isn't that, Minister, why you're calling senators to talk against this bill because you've threatened to quit? Uh, I, I, I haven't said I would. I,
7: I would be resigning. And the Prime Minister of Canada has also said that there would be no exemption to carbon pricing in in, in this country. And we have indeed fought two federal elections in 2019 and 2021, where Canadians had the opportunity to decide what the, what they wanted. And twice they decided that they. Carbon pricing.
0: The minister also sparred with Saskatchewan Senator and former journalist Pamela Wallen.
7: Just a very simple follow-up on another matter raised by so many of my colleagues here today. Why exactly do you oppose um, helping, giving a small bit of help uh, to farmers and food producers with uh, some small relief from the carbon If it's these are the people that feed not only us, but the world, you have already had carve outs and help for others in need. Why is it that with farmers and food producers, you seem so hell bent on just saying no, no more help for you? Mr. Minister.
0: Maybe $1.5 billion is pocket change for you, but I think for, for most Canadians that, that's a lot of money and that's the money we've provided to farmers and we will continue supporting farmers. Not long after Gibo wrapped up his visit, the Senate adjourned for the day. The discussion about Bill 234 could resume this afternoon. The Speaker must also rule on allegations made the other night that some Senators used bullying and intimidation following the meeting on November 9th. You're listening to Egg today. On the other side of the break is today's Market Update.
1: Here's the Market Update with Ryan Young on 620 CKRM.
0: Grain prices at Viterra were down in early trading today. Durham is down $16.14 to 457.58. Canola is down $7.10 at 653.32. Number one red spring wheat is down 87 cents at 327.45. The rest are unchanged. Feed barley 262.58. Chickpeas 1168.44. Flax 621.04. Lentils 797.50. Oats 296.32, Yellow Peas 376.19, and Feedweed 235.46. The U.S. markets are closed for today for the Thanksgiving holiday. Up next is today's livestock report.
1: The Saskag today livestock reports on your voice of Saskatchewan, 620 CKRM.
0: Livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn Livestock at 842-4574. Now here are the latest quotes.
7: Good afternoon. This is Yorkton Heartland Livestock Market Report for the week of November the 22nd. A huge run this week with 2960 in the short, four hundred and ninety cows and bulls, a total of thirty-four fifty for the week. Cows and bulls trading steady with last week. D1, D two cows, one twenty to one thirty, sales to one thirty thirty-one, D three cows a dollar to dollar twenty. These older, weaker, thinner, blemished cows trading anywhere from 60 to 90. Cows are averaging 115. From that good Tully area, 1,500 pound cows, they topped out at 135. Good bulls, 132 to 142, sales to 144, 145. Bulls are averaging 134 from that good Indramay area. 2,050 pound bulls, they topped out at 148. On to the pre-sort sale, what a sale we had. This feeder market surely rebounded this week. These buyers were quite aggressive and the quality of feeders that came in was also a factor. Listen up. 330 pound little steers at 462. 420 pound tan steers, 460. 500 pounders at 417. We had 116 black steers weighing 500 pounds. They topped out at 412. 575 pound steers at $4. We had 126 black steers weighing 570. They topped out at 397. 650 pound steers at 380. My favorite pen, 710 pound pan steers, 340. 780 pound steers at 324. And 850 pound steers at 290. We had some yearling steers here. 890 pound yearling steers topped out at 285. On to the heifers. 350 pound little red heifers at 416. 420 pound heifers, 403. 500 pound black heifers at 355. 575 pound heifers at 331 the 650s at 318, and 710 pound heifers at 302. Highlight of the morning, 89 can steers, 635 pounds, they topped out at 380. You couldn't, make a, you couldn't make them better than that. Red, black, exotic heifers, 420 pounds, they topped out at 403. All in all, a very good day for all our producers selling in a job well done. And this Friday, November the 24th at 11 o'clock, red cow bread, heifer sale, and some pears, Two herd dispersals and two herd reductions. The Almasi family of Melville selling reds and blacks, bred for April 1st. And the Langale family from Silver Lake, Manitoba, selling blacks and speckles, bred black. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. latest pork
0: prices are at $187.14 per CKG. Up next, the resource report.
1: It's the SaskEg Today Resource Reports on 620 CKRM. Here's Ryan Young.
0: Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will host the leaders of the European Union beginning today in St. John's for the two-day EU-Canada Summit. The war unfolding in Gaza between Israel and Hamas militants is expected to feature prominently in the meetings along with the ongoing war in Ukraine. But trade, climate and energy are also on the agenda as Atlantic Canada angles to become a major supplier of hydrogen fuel to European markets. On the markets, the TSX is up 40 points at 20,154. Dow is up 184 points to 35,273. Oil is down 77 cents at $76.33 per barrel, and the Canadian dollar is at 73 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, you can tune in to the On Demand Saskag Today podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. And that's Saskag Today from a Canadian Western Agribition. I'm Ryan Young. Have a nice day. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicide.